Welcome to the My Crazy Office podcast with the authors of Working With You Is Killing Me, Working For You, Isn't Working For Me, and Mean Girls at Work, Kathy Elster and Katherine Crowley. They're committed to creating world peace, one crazy office at a time. And now, here are Kathy and Katherine. Hi everyone, I'm Kathy Elster. And I'm Katherine Crowley, and welcome to My Crazy Office. So today we're going to talk about the great resignation. Mm-hmm. We'll start with a question from someone who hasn't resigned yet, but knows that it's time to leave and is having a hard time staying focused at work. Mm-hmm. During the second half of our podcast, we'll consider what managers can do to keep their staff engaged if they sense that their direct reports have already checked out. Yeah, this is such a pertinent topic. Gosh, so many people are in the process of quitting their jobs or wanting to quit. And it really is hard on everyone involved. Yeah. I hope more people will send questions like this to info at mycrazyoffice.co. So, Logan, what's our question? I've been working at the same company for four years, and I know it's time to leave. I'm not really growing at my job. I'm bored, and there is no place else to go within the company. I guess you could say that I'm part of the great resignation. It may take a while to find the next job, but in the meantime, I'm having a hard time focusing at work because I don't care about the job anymore. Any advice? You're probably not alone. (laughs) Yeah. You know, here's here's the deal. You want to leave well. Uh So I don't know how long it's going to take. It may not be that long. It is a buyer's market right now. Mm -hmm. You may find the perfect job, but um, what you want to do if you know you're leaving and and you're not engaged, is to finish all of your projects Mm -hmm. and to start drafting your process so you can pass it along. So this will give you, you know, this will get you engaged at least. Mm -hmm. So, you know, uh, uh, start documenting everything that you do, where people can find it, so that when you do leave, you your job is very easy to pass along. They won't have to reinvent the wheel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to stay as positive as you can, mm-hmm. and you do not want to burn any bridges because you just never know. You may mm-hmm. end up bringing some of these people along with you. They may actually leave before you and bring mm-hmm. you over. You know, there's so many things that could happen. I would also start. Um, you know, getting everybody slowly on LinkedIn that I'm work currently working with because you want to stay in touch with everybody. But yeah. do not burn any bridges. I think I say that a lot. But don't burn any. Don't burn them. Tempting, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that the, what's hard about this is you're probably feeling very restless in addition mm-hmm. to feeling bored. And so yeah. it's... You're yeah. done. You are, because yeah. you're done. I think one thing, I mean, one thing we've seen in the past in working with people who need to leave is just, is that actually as you are applying for new places, um, I think if you give that a prescribed time, like maybe that's the first thing you do in the morning for a half hour or something like that, it could give you fresh energy mm-hmm. for when you start your quote regular job. Mm-hmm. And I think the other thing is to, to your point, Kathy, to consider what are the relationships that you have cultivated within your company and between your company and other clients or vendors mm-hmm. that you want to foster mm-hmm. and therefore you know, either do a particularly good job in the next few weeks or months, mm-hmm. 
or just make sure that you have you know consistent contact with them. Yeah, don't mm-hmm. look at any particular job as well. This is a job. I don't like it, so I'm out of here. You know, it's right. a continuum. There may have been clients. You're right that you're going to want to do business with later, or there might be people that you may run into later because industries are not as big as you think. Mm-hmm. So it's important that you leave well. Yeah, mm-hmm. that you leave a job without a lot of fanfare. You know, like with the best with positiveness. Now I will throw in one other thing, mm-hmm. which is sometimes if you're in this place, you may have a little resentment stored up. Well, I'm sure you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think that, you know, so when you're feeling resentful, it's very hard to be positive about the place that you work. So mm-hmm. I think, so, again, the internal process here is you want, you may want to do some inventory taking of yourself. Like, are, you know, are there things that you're holding a grudge about? Are there disappointments that you've had on the job? And really just to get those down, to try to let them go or neutralize them while you're heading out. Right. I mean, it's a really good point, but you know, you're, you're probably trading one problem for another problem. Like no workplace is perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, if the things about your current position have just changed for you, or maybe they want you to come back to the office and you only want to be remote. Mm-hmm. I mean that you can feel resentful for it, but you'll just find a remote job, right. but that doesn't mean the people have to suffer. Mm-hmm. Um, because you, you know, you, I know, people that do not have any references because they've left all their jobs poorly. Mm-hmm. Um, that is not the way you want to go. Yeah. Right. Well, I also know of a number of people where uh, management changes, you know, mm-hmm. whoever is the head of your department changes, and now you may have had a favored position and now you have an unfavorable position. Right. And I think that's the kind of thing that's particularly challenging to kind of push through and still do a good job mm-hmm. while you're looking to exit. So, yeah. you know, and that's understandable. It's not fun to call to fall from grace mm-hmm. uh, right. in a work situation by no fault of your own, but just because the politics have changed and to know you have to get out and to still show up every day and do a good job. Right. But that's what we want you to do. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. Yeah, you have Easy. To, well, you have to look at the bigger picture and where you're going to be, you know, yeah. where you're going. Not, you're not stuck there. Um, there's a lot of jobs right now. Yeah. Um, I was just reading that most states have not even gotten back to pre-pandemic level. Like, there's a lot of jobs yeah. open right now. So, you know, you can find, you're going to find something and you're going to find something that suits you. So, um you know, look at it in the bigger picture if you can. Don't don't just look at where I am today, mm-hmm. uh, but try to see the bigger picture, right? If you can, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking also. We often talk about the activity of gratitude. Is there is an opportunity too to be to take a nostalgic look at where you've been mm-hmm. and be grateful for the things it's taught you or for the skills you've developed or the relationships that you formed. So if that can help you then focus more and be present in the moment, then I think a gratitude list, as corny as that may sound, no, could it's help really you. Good. Yeah. Yeah, I think gratitudes are fabulous. All right, well, let's look at it now from the manager's perspective. You know, how do you keep your staff engaged when you sense that, sense that they're checked out? And, you know, you're going to... It's so hard. It's, people are checked out on many levels right now because oh, they're yeah. stressed to the max. Absolutely. And it's tiring, you know. It's been two years and we're all exhausted. So mm-hmm. um, 
I think that this is the time that you want to have conversations with them. Yes. Mm-hmm. And find out what would make the job better for them. Is there mm-hmm. something that you can add to the job or something you can take away from them? But have some real conversations with people. And I think companies that are not doing this but are just more demanding mm-hmm. are going to lose in the long run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because people really feel that. And that's not that's not how they're playing these days. Mm-hmm. You know, the... the you, People are not just work robots, you know, they also have lives and you have to, people change and their lives change and you have to work with that. Yeah. So I think transparency or at least being a, the kind of manager that cares about your people maybe can help. If you sense you can't help them and it's really time for them to go, then encourage them to go because mm-hmm. you could do better too. Maybe they're willing to find help you find a replacement. Maybe they're willing to document their processes so it makes it easier for the next person. But I think you want to be in relationship rather than avoid. Well, yes. And I think part of being in relationship actually is to also state the obvious. Because a lot of times people check out, you know, it's like a passive activity, right? Right, right. They're not even aware of how little they're... how film disclaimers exactly. over the eyes. How checked like... out they are. That's right. <laughs> so I think sometimes it, the, that conversation, which I agree absolutely should be had, begins with, you know, I just want to check in because in the past you've come in enthusiastic, you've taken on new projects, you've been the first at a meeting, and now it seems that something's changed. You know, can you give me a sense of what's going on? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You may not get the truth, but I think it's worth just observing it. Observing the great attitude and behavior before when they were engaged, and then perhaps saying, you know, is there some way we can get you back, get, get more of that energy back here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, That's I good. think you have to you have to be willing to risk it and mm-hmm. and have that conversation. And people will like you for that. I mean, because mm-hmm. either they don't know they're checked out, or they do know they're checked out. And at least, uh, you know, someone it, noticed, right? Enough right. to care about. That's right. It, no, the if this is really foreign and this is not how you manage then, you know, I don't know what to say. Like, that's just, that's going to start hiring. It's not going to work. It's not, it's just not going to work for you to not care about your people. This is what's happening right now. I mean, this is, Mm -hmm. you know, really caring about people and I'm talking to the extreme where you have them over for dinner or that, you know, you take care of them, but you have to understand if somebody has a lot of stress and maybe you need to take something off their plate, if you can, and, or at least empathize with them. Or figure it out, you know, figure, help them figure it out. Yeah. I think that's such an interesting point too, because I know we've been working with a number of people in leadership positions and part of what's difficult is to hear the complaints Mm -hmm. of the people who work for them. You know, they may have been trying to keep the morale up or trying to do events that make everyone happy or trying to give little raises or bonuses Mm -hmm. and none of it seems to be landing. Mm -hmm. So it could be in having one of these forthright conversations that you hear more complaints, which can be hard, (laughs) (laughs) you know, but that, I think even airing the complaint is a good thing. Sure. Right? Because at least they're not just acting it out. Well, it's what you're up against, and you have to know what you're up against. That's right. You have to understand it. So um, you want to encourage it. Right. You know, again, this may be very anti-intuitive to you, and you may not want to do it, um, but just take a little baby steps Mm -hmm. and start to be there for people. or hire someone who can be there for people yeah. if that's not your thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
But that's where people are at right now. I mean, they're seeing the world differently. We've been through something really dramatic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, people that were willing to come into the office are no longer willing to come into the office. Some are. Right. Yeah. But um, that means you're going to lose people. Yeah. Well, and they're also not willing to, um, I don't think, willing to sacrifice as much for work. Yeah. As. Well, yeah. You know what I mean? That it, when we were all just going, going, going and commuting and traveling and doing business, mm-hmm. travel and commuting, <laughs> when everyone was just doing that, everyone was doing it. Yeah. Um, I don't think there, we had, there was no pause no. Mm-hmm. to reflect on what's the cost here, what's the toll that it's taking. Right, and right. And then they got two years at home with their families and they yeah. realized the toll it was costing them. Mm-hmm. Right. right. That doesn't mean they don't want to ever travel. It just means they don't want to travel to the extent that they sure. did before. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, either you adjust the way you do business or you have to find those young people that are willing to, you know, give that don't Mm -hmm. really have their lives developed yet Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and are willing to travel a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, some big decisions that have to be made. Yeah. That's true. So that's it for this podcast. Um, If you have any further comments or thoughts on this topic, tweet us at AskK2 and also follow us on Instagram at MyCrazyOffice. If you want to receive our weekly podcast email, text us at 228-28 and type in my crazy office. That's all one word, my crazy office at 228-28. Finally, don't forget to send your questions and stories to info at mycrazyoffice.co. My Crazy Office is produced in New York City at K-Squared Studios. Stay crazy.